Thank you for joining us for the Life Point Podcast. We believe what you're about to listen to will help you experience life change. So let's jump into this week's message. Well, good morning. How many ready to go this morning? Well, it's good to see everybody. It's good to um, end 2023 in, in his house. And start off into a brand new year. And we trust that you had a good Christmas. We had a great Christmas. Um, a lot of people are saying it didn't feel real Christmassy. Um, I don't know really why that is. Maybe because it was a balmy 60-some degrees. Um, not sure. But, you know, our, our heart. Um, God told us three things that we're supposed to focus on um, primarily. And that's faith. And that's freedom and family. And so we wanted you to have time with your physical family last weekend. Hopefully you enjoyed that. <clears throat> and we felt specifically that we're supposed to kick off or end the year uh, with our spiritual family here and share with you what God told us about 2024. And every fall, we, we just spend some time praying and saying, God, what's the theme? What's the word? What's the banner for, for the next year? <clears throat> and so um, usually hits me about August, and I figure out how to put it into some words by October. And so I'm going to share with you, um, I'll, say, I'll say it this way, I'm going to share with you prophetically what I think God, uh, or what I know God wants you to hear for 2024. And so I believe it's, it's his prophetic vision for our church, which means if this is your church, it's the prophetic banner for your life. And so I want you to put some faith in it and believe for it. And how many got a little flag when you came in? Can I see those? Just, just want to check that you got them. Okay, I'll tell you what to do with those in just a minute, but you're doing really good right now. I'll tell you why you have those and why that's so important. But we call uh, New Year's Eve Vision Weekend. And whether, I don't know how you feel. I think Pastor Diane said it. Um, man, 23 just blitz by. I, I can't believe we're at the end of a year and starting a new year. But we always want to reveal to you what we believe is the vision. So let me teach you up just for a moment on vision. The Bible says this in the book of Proverbs, if you're wondering um, why is vision so, so important. Proverbs says it this way, verses, uh, verse 29, uh, chapter 29, verse 18, it says it this way, where there is no revelation, that word revelation is another word for vision, it, the, it could also be worded this way, where there is no divine revelation, if there is no vision, if there is no revelation, the Bible says people cast off restraint. And it goes on, it says, but you're blessed when you heed the instruction of wisdom or the instruction of revelation or the instruction of vision. A lot of us have heard this scripture over the years in the church. It simply says, where there's no vision, people perish. And what that means is every time we step into the pulpit and declare the word of God, it's divine revelation. Every time we teach the Word of God, every time we open the Word of God, every time we hear the Word of God, it's divine revelation for our life. And you and I need to keep hearing divine revelation. And not just divine revelation when it's written in black and white, but what God has to reveal to us about a new year or a new season. Now, hopefully you know this, God is not confined to our calendar, but He, he works in the confines of of our, our Western culture, our calendar. And so it's always a time to end a season and beginning a new season. And I just want you to know that God wants you to know, God, God's all about revealing. That's why there's the word revelation. God wants to reveal to you what he wants for you in a brand new year. And the Bible says, if we don't have that, then what happens with people, and the scripture literally means this, is, is they, can't, they cast off their restraints. 
See, you and I need some things that restrain us. We need the word of God that restrains us and literally keeps us in our aisle. It keeps us in our lane. Because if we don't have that, guess what you and I have a tendency to do? Get out of our lane. So we need the word of God. You need a word of God for 24 that keeps you under constraint. Because there's going to be, there will be some things in 24 that are awesome. There'll be some things in 24 that surprise you. There'll be some challenges in 24. So what you need is you need revelation to keep you constrained that God's still God. He's still on the throne. He's still for you. He's not against you. So the Bible says we need revelation and it constrains us. If you don't have it or you don't submit to it, you cast off restraints. The Bible says it, says it this way, then you wander aimlessly. God doesn't want you to wander aimlessly into 24 and out of 24. He wants you to have a word. He wants you to have some revelation for 24. And it literally means this. You cast off restraints, you wander aimlessly, and you're made naked. That's what it literally means. And nobody wants to see that. You don't want to be exposed. You want to be covered by the things of God. Amen? The Message Bible says it this way. If you don't have divine revelation, you stumble all over yourself. So God's a God of vision. Matter of fact, if God says something, our, our response is to declare it. Did y'all get that? Christians are not to be quiet people. We're not to be restrained people. If God says something to you, if the word says something to you, your next response is to repeat what God said. Did y'all get that? He said, well, you're one of those faith churches you talk about confession. That's what we do with the word. That's what we do with revelation. God gives it to you. Your next job is to guess what? Say it out of your mouth. It's called a two-edged sword. That's what revelation is for. You get revelation. You speak the revelation. And so vision, vision's a big deal. Look at someone say, vision's a big deal. You know, if you read any leadership book, you read any um, biblical books, there's a lot of definitions of vision. And I could give you about 20. That would be awesome. He, he, here's mine. It's just to know who you are and know where you're going. I believe that's what vision is. So if you don't know who you are and you don't know where you're going, you will wander aimlessly. You, you will wonder what happened at the end of 24. You'll wonder if anything happened. You'll guess if anything ever happens. But vision is you knowing who you are and where you're going. That's what vision is. So it's so important that God said this in the book of Habakkuk. I know that everybody was reading in Habakkuk this morning, right, before you came. Um, but Habakkuk says this, it's worded this way, it says, the Lord replied, write down the revelation, make it plain on tablets so a herald can run with it. Well, you're the herald, God wants you to run with it, so he wanted me to give it to you so you can write it down, we can post it on the wall, we can put it before you so you can run with his word for 24. So vision is a, is a big deal. So it's important that I get up here this morning and I tell you like I have done year after year for the last several, since I've been here, I've given you a word for the year. And so that's what I'm going to do this morning. I'm going to give you what God told me to tell you about your 2024. But I thought I would just look back at 2023 for just a moment because this time last year, I stood up here before you and I said the word for 23 is it's going to be a joyful 23. How many had some joy in 23? Now, how many had every opportunity to get out of joy in 23? I, I will tell you that anytime there's a word, a due season word, the, the devil does not want you to grasp your due season. So he's going he, to challenge what I share for you for 24, just like he challenged your 23. I, there were moments in 23 that I, I felt a lot of frustration. 
which is the opposite of joy. But you know what I had to do? There was time after time after time I had to hold on. God, you said a year of joy. And if you remember, I told you this last year, I'm not talking about a feeling of joy. I'm talking about the fruit of joy. See, a feeling is natural. Fruit is supernatural. So it was in the midst of whatever you may have went through, there was just something inside that said, ha, 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 ha. The joy of the Lord is your what? Strength. How many know the joy of the Lord had to get you through some things in, in 23? Amen. Amen. So, so uh, uh, it, it, it was a, a joyful 23. And like I said, personally in my life, my, that, that word was challenged. I had to hold on to it. Sometimes when, when everything that you, you hear God say and every feeling and everything that comes against it, you just got to say, I believe. I just keep believing. I'm not going to stop believing. I just believe it. God said it. May not feel like it right now. May not look like it. Because the Bible said, if you believe, you shall receive. It didn't say if you debate it, you'll receive it. It said if you believe it, you shall what? Receive it. And for our church, that was our banner. That was our theme for 2023. That was the prophetic word that God gave me. And even in our, our church this year, there, there was, um, I, I, I felt like for our church this year, um, I, just to be honest with you, as a pastor, our weekends were amazing. The, the, the anointing of God, the power of the Holy Spirit um, just was amazing. And I've told everybody this. Weekends were amazing. Behind the scenes as the leader here, man, it was, it was a lot of challenge this year. A lot of challenge because God told me some things going into 23, and it took a long time for them to work out. There were a lot of adjustments and things. Anyone ever been through a season like that? On the surface, you could see it. Underneath, you were fighting for it. You were questioning it. You were working through some things. But, but God's been really, really good. I was just throwing some numbers around and just... just um, just this past year, man, it's been so good to see God add to what he's doing here. Just, just in this, it's not all about numbers, but, but on, on, our, on our weekly, just new people coming. We, we saw 24, almost 25% growth in, in 2023. And you say, well, yeah, that's awesome. It, 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 is, it is, and we're not the only church to see it. But there's a lot of churches, guys, struggling, closing their doors, trying to stay above water. And yet, if you declare the word of faith, guess what God does? He increases you. He multiplies you. He, he grows you. And so there's some things God started in 2023. And let me say this, and I'll, I'll move out of 23. But maybe there are some things that you thought you would see that you haven't seen yet. Well, I told you God's not restrained to your calendar. So there, there were some times in 23 that I, I had to sow some seeds I haven't seen yet. But they didn't die tonight at midnight. They will still harvest. The Bible says the word of God does not come back void. It will come back where it was spoken. So I want you to hold on to that. Hey, maybe there were times of sowing. I want you to know if you're going through a time and you're plowing, there will be a time of plenty that follows. Amen. Y'all believe that? So if you had to hold on through some things, keep planting some faith through some things, um, just because the calendar changes tonight, that, that harvest doesn't die. It, it's just waiting for the proper moment, the proper time. And so it will. I, I wrote it down this way. I just wanted to say this and it didn't know I'll change on. Seeds of 23 will continue to produce in 24. They, they, the ones sown in the right soil, they will, they will continue to produce in, in, in 2024. So that, that's what we declared for 2023. So uh, I need your help this morning because I'm going to tell you what he said about 2024, but you need to receive it. But I don't want you to receive it like, mm, that's awesome. I want you to receive it like, 
Amen, hallelujah, wave a flag, do something, okay? Um, you, you need to be excited about what God is, is saying. And so year after year, if you've been here, you have, um, you've seen me walk up here with, with binoculars. Because what is God doing in 2024? As, as the lead pastor here, my job is to take out spiritual binoculars, look into the future, bring that into perspective, bring that into focus, and tell you. So every year I've done that. I've just broke out the binoculars, and I'll look into 2024. I'll look into the next year, and I will see. And so about August, September, I started getting it, and I started putting it into focus. And so my job this morning for you is to clarify it and, and declare it to you so you can get it down and you can run with it. So I've seen what God has to say about your 2024. And let me say, when I look into 24, uh, there are a lot of circumstances and situations. I, I, I can't ultimately predict how they will go, but I do know how you can go through them and what can happen with you and what can happen for you. Y'all ready to dig into this? All right, let's go old school. This is all the way back in the book of Deuteronomy. So what's the vision for 24? Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 4 says, for the Lord your God is the one. Everybody say, he's the one. Who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you what? Victory. Now, let's break that verse down. I mean, that's a feel-good verse, right? So let's break it down. The first thing he said is the Lord goes with you. So no matter what you go through, how high you go, where you find yourself, what tries to challenge you, I want you to know one very comforting thing. The Lord promises to go with you. You are not alone. You are not on your own. The Lord goes with you. When you feel like you're walking through hell, the Lord goes with you. When you feel like you're on the mountaintop, the Lord's with you. When you're in the valley, the Lord's with you. When you walk through the fire, when you walk through the flood, when you're challenged, I just want you to know, number one, the Lord's with you. Well, that's comforting, but then he tells us why. So the Lord goes with you, look what he says, to fight for you against your enemies. So not only is he with you, he's going to do some fighting for you against your enemies. There's some things that will stack or erect itself against you, but the Bible's very clear that he's going to go with you to fight for you. He didn't even say fight with you. He said to fight for you. Then it gets better. He said the Lord goes with you to fight for you against your enemies. Look at the goal to give you what? Victory. I I like to unpack scriptures for you and and give you the words in the the original language. And this is what it means. The Lord wants to fight for you. It means this. He, He wants to make war for you. He wants to engage in combat for you. He wants to do battle for you. And he wants to give you victory, which means he wants to save you. The word save here is the word yasha, which is where we get the word Yeshua from, which is the word for Jesus. Jesus will be with you. He will fight for you. He will reveal himself to you. It means he's going to bring you to a broad place. He's going to bring you out of the tight spot into a broad place. Now, to get through the tight spot to the broad place, I know you got some fights to fight, but he says, I'm going to get in there, I'm going to go with you, and I'm going to fight for you. The reason I'm fighting for you is I'm going to take care of the enemy, and the reason I'm going to do that is so I can hand you the trophy. 
I can hand you the victory. I can bring you to the pedestal. I, I can give you the gold medal. Psalm 108, verse 13. Look what this is. With God, if he's with you, which he promised he would be, he says, you will gain the what? You'll gain the victory, and he will trample down your enemies. Your enemy might be depression. Your enemy might be sickness. Your enemy might be poverty. Your enemy might be some certain... He says, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to gain the victory for you, and I'm going to trample down your enemy. Somebody say, that's good right there. Look what he said in 1 Corinthians. But thanks be to God, he gives us the what? The victory through Jesus. Are, are you seeing a trend here that he wants to fight some fights for you? He wants to win some battles for you. He wants to engage some combat for you so you can what? Experience the victory. So just let me just get it out of the way. Here's your word for 24. It's your year of victories. Your year of victories. Now, um, when I was praying, he didn't say victory. He said victories. And I will put on there, thus saith the Lord, it's your year of victories. Yeah. Plural means there might be more than one. Yeah. So he wants to go into battle for you, engage the enemy to give you what? Victories. Yeah. Now, he, and he said this to me, especially in the area of unmet, unfulfilled, and unfinished business. Anyone have some unmet, unfulfilled, unfinished business? Well, uh, he especially wants to show you some victories in those areas this year. Look at the person next to you and say, hey, it's not the season to be a chump. It's a season to be a champ. My wife is really excited. The rest of you, I don't know. All right, let, let me give you a scripture. This is Isaiah. This is chapter 59, and this is verse 19. This is the amplified version. It, it says this. So, as the result of the Messiah's intervention. Isn't that cool? If the Messiah gets involved, there's a result. If God goes with you to fight your battles, to fight for you, there's a result. And maybe you're in a season you need some intervention. Y'all know what an intervention is? It's when your friends call you in, you sit in a circle, and they intervene because you're having destructive behavior. Um, I'm glad God has these moments where he calls us in and he intervenes for us. So the Bible says, as a result of the Messiah's intervention, they will reverently fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. Now look at the last part of this. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will do what? He'll lift up a what? A standard against him and put him to flight. For he will come like a rushing stream, which the breath of the Lord drives. How many have heard this scripture before? 
And we have ever quoted this scripture before. How about we get this scripture right? Now, we will read this scripture a little bit like this. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord's going to raise a standard against him. But we, we, just read, we just read through this verse in the Amplified Version, and a lot of scholars have an argument here. Because there's a comma in our translation, and in Hebrew, there's no punctuation. So I want you to hear the difference. When the enemy comes in like a flood, and you've had a conversation about that. Man, it's like a flood. It's, the enemy's been after me. He's overwhelming me. Almost can't take it. He, I, I want you to know, he gets the focus when we read it that way. But if we take out the punctuation, we can read a little bit different. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise a standard against him. In Scripture, the only one we see acting in, in, in a flood manner is God. There's actually even context, if you study this out, this will just confuse you if I go too deep with it, but there's an actual context here that because the way it's written, the Lord's the enemy. He had to put himself in a position against them because their destructive behavior. But he said, but like a flood, I'm going to raise my stand. So even if you feel like the Lord has been against you, some things have been against you, the Lord, like a flood, is going to raise his standard above all that. He will deliver. So how many know you need to get your punctuation right? Some of y'all have been putting question marks where God's trying to put an exclamation point. Some of you have been putting commas where God wants to remove the comma. Quit talking about, oh, the enemy did this and the devil did this. How about we talk about the flood of anticipation when God raises the standard? If you've been at this level, God said, I'm going to raise a standard against it. I'm going, to, I'm going to put myself in position. I'm going to put myself in opposition against those things. Here's the only, see, if you read that scripture wrong, you get it all wrong. Because God is never in favor of your downfall. God is always in favor of your victory. He's always in favor of your breakthrough. He's always about your, 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 your year of victories. So he's not about your downfall. He's always, his will is always for you to overcome. His will is always for you to experience his victory and his victorious power. So when the enemy comes in, like a flood, God's going to raise a standard against him. Are y'all getting this? Look at someone and say, you need to get your punctuation right. Going into 24, you need to get your punctuation right. Right. You need to get it. You need to get your translation translated right. Amen? Amen? You've been reading it wrong. Look at someone and say, You've been reading it wrong. If you read it wrong, that's the wrong revelation. You will stumble over yourself. You will, you will not be restrained. So the restraint for this year needs to be the Lord's standard, His victory. Amen. I got something for you. Hold on, I'll be right back. Because what it means when the Lord raises up his standard, it means this. God will wave a flag of victory over your situation. Can y'all read that? It says what? Victory. He, he will wave his collars. His color is red. It's the, it's the color of victory. That's why you got the silly little flag when you have, wave it. You got something you need to wave some victory over? Y'all ever watch a, a, a football game, a college football game, 
and the cheerleaders come out with what? They come out with the logo flag, right? And they run on the Mountaineer field. And how about that bowl game, by the way? I just want you to know, apparently I've been wrong all season about who should coach and what they should do. So that's just a whole different story. But they came out, they come out what, waving their, their colors and the crowd goes what? Crazy because there's gold and blue or whatever the colors might be. But this is what the, this is what the scripture means. When the enemy comes in, what God's going to do is wave a different standard. You've been, you've been waving your surrender flag and you've been waving your quit flag when what the Lord wants to do is he wants to wave his victory flag over your situation, over your depression, over your bank account, over your health, over your x-rays, over your MRIs, over your situations. He wants to wave this flag. So in the face of the devil, when the devil comes in, when the enemy comes in, what does the Lord do? He gets there with you, and what does he do? He raises the standard. What you need to do is raise a victory flag. And he just stands in the face of the devil, and, and he just waves a flag. This is your season of victory. doesn't matter what 23 was. This is your season of what? Victories. You responded pretty good to that. I'm going to give you another chance in a few moments to, to redeem yourselves. But it's your... Don't I need it back. Okay. So it's your year what? Victories. Now whether you know this or not, from the book of Genesis all the way through the book, the end of Revelation, there's a theme in the Bible for God's people. Guess what it is? Victory. That's the theme for God's people from Genesis to Revelation. It's the theme of what? Victory. That, that's, your, that's, your, that's your call. In the Old Testament... It, uh, victory gives us the idea of the strength of God. Gives us the idea of the, the glory of God. That's what it emphasizes. But we get over into the New Testament. In the Greek language, we get this idea of being victorious or being a conqueror. And it gives us this idea. It's this little Greek word. Um, then you add to it, which means more than a conqueror. It's a Greek word, nakayo. In then it means more than victorious, which is hupernikaios. Now, aren't you glad that I'm bringing all that up today? Here's what it means. It means to be victorious. It means to triumph, to conquer. It's where you and I get the word Nike from. And this is what God says about you. Actually, let me read you this verse. This is Romans. In all of these things, in your next season, in all these things, in your January, in your March, in your July, in your November, etc., etc., in all of these things, you are hupernikos. You are more than a conqueror, conqueror through him who loves you. Did y'all get that? So what, what, what is that scripture saying? He's saying, I am going to wave my flag of victory, my collars. I'm going to raise the standard. Are y'all getting this? Your year of what? Victories. He's going to wave a victory flag over your situation in the face of the enemy. If you've got a situation you're going through, you've got a challenge you're facing right now, guess what? You're in the best place you could be because God is going to get there. He's going to fight with you. He's going to wave his victory flag. I gave you a little flag so you can keep waving it this year. So let, let, let me land this plane. How many know that's good news? That's good news. Um, and we'll keep unpacking this as we go. 
uh, especially on Wednesday nights in January. And so as I was getting that from the Lord, I got something at the end, and I'm going to put it out there, and I'll just unpack this on Wednesday nights. But how many have ever been watching a football game, and at the end of the game, the team who is winning has the ball, and the clock's running down. A team gets in what they call a victory formation. Um, it, you know, if you're a Browns fan, you're not real familiar with that, but... Um, <laughs> Couldn't help myself. <laughs> that was prophetic. That was um, from the Lord. Um, but at the, anyway, at the end, they'll get in a V formation, and they'll do what? They'll kneel to kill the clock because they don't have to run another play because the other team can't stop the clock. And so I was just thinking about that because the Lord kept saying victory formation, victory formation. And, and here's what I want you to get. Um, in your challenge... In your moment of breakthrough, whatever you're believing for, it, it could be physical, financial, could be relational. I, I want you to know that the one with the ball right now is you. You may feel like the enemy has the ball. He doesn't. You have the ball. The clock's running out on him. You're in victory formation. It's a, <clears throat> it's a V formation. So... I'm going to give you this at the end. I'm going to unpack this in January. But he gave me some things to just, to just say. And the first is this. Here's what's in that victory formation. The first is the word ask. The word ask. Because when we wave a victory flag, I feel like immediately we all start thinking of snapshots in our mind of what we want that victory to look like in what area we want that victory in. And as I was prayerfully working on this, I felt like the Lord said, here's what we need to do as we go into 2024, is we need to ask him, instead of just determining and telling him what victory we want, we need to stop and ask God, God, what? What areas do you want me to have victory in? So you, you might want victory in a financial area, but God knows the root cause behind it, and he wants to give you an area, maybe in the area of your doubts or in the area of your sowing. Maybe I need, I, I need victory in the area uh, physically, but maybe God knows behind that there's something else that he wants. There's two or three things he wants to give you victory in this year, but I want you to ask him what those are. Instead of just telling God, here, it's great to have goals. I'm, I'm Mr. Goal, whatever. But, but instead of just saying, God, I want this, this, and this, God, what areas of my life do you want to give me victory in? Because here's what I will guarantee you. You may think you want it in this area, but God knows you need it in this area. If, you, if he can give it to you in this area, this area will take care of itself. First John says this, this is the confidence we have. When we approach God, that if we ask anything that's according to his will, that's asking him, he hears us. And if he hears us, we have what we ask. So what if God knows there's an area of your life he wants you to have victory in this year? 
You might not even known it. it. Maybe you were unwilling before, but if you ask God this year, God, show me the two or three areas of my life that you want me to have victory in. I believe that's the key to unlocking your victories this year. After ask, I wrote the word allow down. Allow just means this. Just allow God to take the lead. Just be willing to do it his way. Decide according to his plan. If you ask him and he reveals something to you, then allow God to show you how he's going to do it. I don't know about you, but I'm really good at telling God instead of asking. And I'm really, I'm really good at thinking that God should do it this way. And maybe God wants to do it this way. And I'm over here trying to work with God instead of letting God do the work. The Bible actually, actually says it this way. It says, if you allow God, which means this, if you'll submit yourself to God, then you can resist the devil and he will flee. We may be shouting at the devil in some areas of our life and he's not fleeing because we're not allowing God to have the lead. Ask, allow, I like this next one. Then you can go on the attack. And the attack just simply means this. Discovering a couple scriptures, two or three scriptures that you can stand on in that area. The Bible said everything is established by two to three witnesses. Maybe God begins to show you, I want to give you some victory in the area of forgiveness this year. Maybe like, I'm not worried about that. I don't want to forgive them. I, I want victory in my finances. And God's saying, but I think you need to get victory in this area of forgiveness. And if you say, okay, God, I'm going to allow you to do it. Then you can get you two to three scriptures that you can stand on for forgiveness and for breakthrough. And wow, what God might start doing to give you victories that you didn't even know you needed, which are actually the victories that you want. Did y'all hear that? The other two words I wrote down in that victory formation, the next word is the word anticipate. So if you ask God and you allow God to work and you've got your two or three scriptures, then what you need to do at that point, and I'll unpack this as we go on next month, you can start anticipating and looking forward to what God's going to do. If God speaks to you and he says, I want to give you victory in this area, then you can start anticipating that God will give. You know what's better than the victory? Is the anticipation of the victory. Think about it. Um, we just went through Christmas. What's bigger than Christmas Day? The anticipation of Christmas Day. That's why for two months you listen to silly songs that don't make any sense the rest of the year. That's why you're, you, for, for four to six weeks, you will, let, you will let your electric bill go up because you put all the lights on the house. That's why you will fight the crowds and shop. That's why you invest so much money in Amazon. That's why you do what you do. Because the anticipation, how I many of the anticipation is important? It's part of the season. Guess what? Anticipation is as big a part of your season as the manifestation. Don't just wait for the manifestation when you can practice the anticipation. The word anticipation means you preconceive or you have a preconception. Can you preconceive 
If God speaks to you and says, I'm going to give you victory here, can you have a preconception of that? Can you see it? That's what anticipation is. The Bible said it this way. Don't get weary in your well-doing because you have a do-what season. And then the last word is what? It's act. So what do you mean by act? That means if you've asked God and you've determined to allow God to do it his way, and you've got your two or three scriptures to stand on according to what he has said, and you are now in anticipation mode, not just when's it going to manifest, but I'm in anticipation mode. But then you get, you get the word act in there, which means you prearrange everything according to what you're expecting. It's how you conduct life. It's how you walk. It's how you talk. It's how you act. You rearrange everything according to what you believe you're going to experience. If God speaks to you about bringing an area of freedom to your life, guess what you can start doing? Rearranging everything, changing things, moving furniture around. How many, if you Christmas decorate, how many had to move some furniture around? You had to make room for the what? The Christmas tree or trees. We had to move stuff around in our house. Why? It's a different season. Guess what? You might need to move some stuff around. Why? Because you're going into a different season, a season of what? Victories. I love this verse. Mark 11 says, this is the reason I urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask for in prayer. Be convinced you've received it. It will be yours. So as you're going into 2024, what's your posture? What's your posture? Well, I gave you a word. It's your year of what? Victories. If it's your year of victories, I mean, that's worth being excited about. But God, what, what areas? And it could be the obvious area to you is the obvious area to God, or it could be a little bit different. It's okay to write your goals down. But it'd be better to get God's goals. Say, God, what, what do you want to do in me this year? Because I guarantee you this, whatever he wants to do in you this year is for what he wants to do in your next season. He can't send you into your next season's harvest unless he does something right now. Y'all got that? I, I'll go as far as to say this. The victory, the reward the spoils of the war, not hard for God. Not hard at all. Getting you the victory, not hard for God at all. Matter of fact, Jesus already did it. The challenge God has is working with you. Cooperating with you. Working on your stinking thinking. Working on your bad confessions. Working on your doubts. He's going to work with all that. But if you can surrender all that to him and allow him to work and start acting like he says you should act, guess what he'll do? He will easily bring your victories. And the quicker you can work those things out with him, the quicker you're going to see those victories. So what you need to do this morning is get into anticipation mode. Y'all got that? You got that? You're getting into victory mode. I mean, oh, God's good.
How many know he's real good? This is what blows me away. Can we, can we stand? In a, in a season of life, in the timeline of history, when the world is, in our culture, is seemingly at its worst, darkest, and most challenging, when all that is stacked maybe against you, what's mind-blowing to me is God would say right here, right now, as you go into a lot of unknowns, naturally speaking, he has a supernatural word for you. You're going to be victorious. And as the world crumbles and shakes and is in anxiety and as it is in fear, God is saying to you, like a flood, I'm going to wave a flag of victory over your condition, your situation, your circumstance, where you are, who's around you. God's going to raise a standard against the enemy. So let the enemy come. He will come in like a flood. Can you anticipate the flood? Can you anticipate the flood? You have no problem looking at the flood from the enemy. You've been punctuating it wrong. Know this this morning, that we're supposed to live in an anticipation, an anticipation mode, which means at any moment, at any second, God is working. And whose report are you going to buy into? Whose report? Yeah, that. I want you to keep that flag because when you have a bad day and the devil's messing with you, I want you to pull that out somewhere and just do this. And do it with attitude. Don't be like. Let me see some attitude waving. All right. Think back when you were 17 and you thought you knew everything. Wave it like that. When your parents used to say something, you're like. Isn't he good? He's good. Amen. So here, here's how we transition out of 23 and we transition into 24. We, we crank it up for a few moments. We praise our way out of 23 with gratitude and we walk into 24 with anticipation. And I want to hear you sing. I want to see some flags waving. I want to see some anticipation. I want you to act like you're victorious. You know, if you're watching a game and they're victorious, there's, there's different response from the crowd. So what I'm doing is I am predicting the score for you. I'm predicting the score for you, that you will be victorious. You will be victorious. Anyone need some victory in their health? Let me see you. Anyone need some victory in your mind, your heart, a relationship, resources? Anyone? 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 Well, I, I'll prophesy that you're going to see some victories in those areas. Amen. Thank you for listening to the LifePoint Podcast. We want to encourage you to subscribe and follow so you don't miss a message. For more information, you can visit lpcwv.com.